0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Revelation Hour again, um, another episode, another show. It's lovely to have you all here today with us. Uh, I can see quite a few people already logged in, which is brilliant. Good morning, babe. You all right?
1: I'm oh, fine. Thank you, darling. You're right. Yeah,
0: very good. Very, very good. good indeed. Very good indeed. Why don't we pray? You know, we, we cannot start this unless we commit this into the Lord. Would you like to pray?
1: Mm. Yes. Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for Olu, we thank you for Jean-Marc and we thank you that we are here today and also for everyone listening to be able to receive that which you have for us today. We just pray, Father, and we thank you in advance for your anointing. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you have gone ahead and that we thank you that you have You're actually going to speak to each and every single one of our hearts today about the things that you want us to receive from you today through Olu and ourselves as well. So Father, we just continue to give you thanks. We thank you in advance for your revelation. We thank you in advance for your healing. We thank you in advance for your comfort and for your peace. And we just pray and we commit this time into your hands and we pray in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, just a couple of few things before we, we get started. Um, obviously, you can also uh, listen live via our Facebook page Revelation Hour. So if you wanted to listen this way, you can do it this way. We can see your comments. We can see your reaction as well, and every question that you want to ask will be able to filter it as well. And uh, obviously, um, if you have any question, you got a chat at the bottom here on the Zoom platform so you can write all your questions. It's going to be very interactive this morning. We're going to be, first we we're sharing a few things at the beginning and then we're going to invite uh, our guest speaker all to come and, and really share on the topic today, uh, really the psychological effects um, of the lockdown and also we're going to be looking at post-longdener people getting ready to get back to uh, to some kind of normality obviously everything has changed now so uh but people call it a new normality in that sense the other thing if you have any comments uh video you want to share you can use our whatsapp as well that we have and also we've got now a facebook group that has been set up uh, if you feel that you want to share on that platform as well, and it's really to allow us to share, allow us to encourage each other as well in this season and the season to come as well. So feel free to do that. We also have an email address as well: uh, info at revelationhour.co.uk. If you need any prayer, please send us your e- send your email to the address info at revelationhour.co.uk, and we we'll be we would love to pray for you you know and feel free to send on a whatsapp we saw people sending messages on whatsapp for prayer mm. so please feel free to do that this is not just a platform to send videos but if you need any help if you need any support uh please do that we just really want to continue as i said i always going to use that word every week building a community within and that's really strengthen us each other in essence so before handing over to olu which is here and yeah, olu is one of our dear dear friend in that sense i want to just want to touch quickly on what we've been doing previously uh in term of revelation hour and and what we'll be looking into obviously we know that we are the sign of the times at the moment and we'll be really touching a lot on the different aspect of it last week uh was a very quite interesting insightful show when we discuss about trace and drones that would be used uh, when we come out of this lockdown to be able to trust people who have the COVID, which is a quite an interesting way of intrusion, life intrusion in that sense. So if you want to listen to it, please just go to our uh, website um, and, you know, just to listen to to this topic as well. You know, we want to see the world through God's perspective. That's always the way we want to do it. And we always rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us uh, as we, we share this. Now, we beginning to share those scriptures, um, which in Second Corinthians 2, 11 says, At least Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And I think for us, it's very important to understand the plan of the enemy, but to continue to remain and focus on the Holy Spirit. So those are the things that we looked into. Then we also looked into the New World Order. We looked at some of the layers, we'll be focusing on some of the layers that, you know, um, topics in the future as well i know we receive a lot of questions about for example the club around what is a club of rum? so we'll be touching on all this aspect uh in a near future as well but what now do you know what i've been rushing through this very quickly because i'm very excited I'm very excited to uh, to uh to hear um our brother uh olu um so we are going to um invite Olu if he's here to be able to unmute himself and to speak good morning Olu are you doing yeah, mate. What's happening? You okay? yeah we're good we're good bro we're good we're good my head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know but we're very excited to have you this morning Um yeah, it's great to be here. good 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 well before we allow Olu to speak and go through the question um somebody said that she can't hear anything. Uh, is that just her? um okay.
1: Can everyone hear us? So yeah, if you just send us a message just on just to let us know whether you can hear us, that'd be great. Before we actually go into everything.
0: Okay. So let's see ah, if you... Oh, ex- excellent. Oh, so excellent. Sorted. Sorted. excellent. Excellent. She saw that. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. So... Let me give you a bit of an introduction about Olu and uh, I'm going to do the official introduction and then I'm going to give you the unofficial. I'll be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you the unofficial introduction. The official introduction, uh, Olu is a dual-qualified clinical nurse specialist working in child and adolescent mental health services for over 15 years. So this is not some young guys that came through six-month practice. He has 15 years of experience in this um, in this, in this current, he currently leads the team in within East London, working to engage some of the most hard to engage and challenging young people in the borough, working alongside statutory services, third sector organisation and family to deliver the best possible mental health service at point of crisis, hardship, challenge, challenge and illness. That is a very very important point. He is also, he is also a. I would say, you know, I'm going to Prophet Sun, he's also a youth pastor as well, uh, yeah, also, it. It. Amen, amen. also a youth pastor, but he's been with CLF. How long have you been with CLF for now? About oh. 17 um, years, so 18? Some people actually probably think, I've been with CLF, how long have I been married? It's 17 years this year, so mm. probably about 18 years, 19 years.
2: Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. Yeah. It's
0: it's, a little while, it's a little while, but still not as long as some people have been. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm not going to give you the unofficial, uh, you know, because I I don't want to embarrass it. But the other thing that I want to mention as well is Holo has a passion to see people, you know, especially young people, to achieve and excel even when they doubt the power, ability, authority that God has given them. And that is very important. And You know, it's his excitement is infectious for us. You know, it's acting to empower young people spiritually and practically, supporting them to achieve through recognizing the gifting God has given them to succeed in life. So Olu, welcome, 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 welcome. You know, if you don't know who Olu is, this is the guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you the story behind that. So yesterday I was looking and looking. Like, what, what What? type of picture shall I have <laughs> And I was going to go for the whole kind of official, and then I saw one with a bow tie, and I was like, man, this is dead. This is not me. <laughs> thought, you know, this was one of the most <laughs> enjoyable trips out <that> we had with <laughs> family not long before the lockdown. Wow. Right? And I thought, let me just, you know, we're longing to go out, so I wanted to send a picture and just remind... Remind me of what, what outside it actually is actually <laughs> <laughs> and how much we can think of me. I don't think of myself as a Captain America, or not. <laughs> everybody else has other
3: ideas. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 this is me. Excellent, uh, no, excellent. excellent. When
1: excellent. I saw that picture this morning, I just absolutely. I, I just cracked up laughing because the thing is that is just typical you that is that, as you said, bow tie would definitely not be you, but that is that is that sums you up, yep, incredible, but also just the. Just the thing that you have such a beautiful and character that is just always making people laugh. You just always make us laugh. Mm. So I think that is just it suits suits you and it epitomizes who you are definitely in many senses. So <laughs> thank you, thank, thank you. you, for you all.
0: Our picture. <laughs> so we've we've got a lot of listener here and and obviously <laughs> the topic as we know is we're looking into the lockdown but we're looking into the psychological af- uh, effect of it. We looked a lot about. The vaccines we looked a lot about all kind of things that actually what people is preparing and so on but one of the things that i was very very adamant is that he has a fact affected people from a psychological way or mentally as well. And that's why we wanted you to have you on board. And, and one of the first questions that we wanted to ask you, and before I say that, if anyone has a question, please feel free to use the chat as well and we will try to answer as many questions as we can mm-hmm. uh, during the time frame we've got here. So don't feel like you have, you know, if you have a question, feel free to to send it here and we will filter it through. So our first question is really the changes. What are the psychological changes that you Olu you observe since we've been in lockdown? And that can be from a social professional perspective as well and, and other perspective.
2: Yeah, I think I think um it's, it's yeah, it's it's a mixture really, isn't it? I think you know the the, the reality is is um in, in mental health, you know, people generally um have you know, ongoing issues or um, aspects uh, around mental health, dependent on their circumstances, dependent on what's happening for them at the time. Mm. We all experience mental illness in the context of um, struggling with it because there's a real misconception. Mental illness in itself is, is not really about being ill and sick. Mental illness... Is, is about strains on the mind and strains in the context of being able to function in your in your day you mm. um, so you know when we think about the, this pandemic and what has been happening over the last you know 12 weeks or so I think that the, the biggest the biggest aspect which is really funny actually is is the increase in people's anxiety around it now, Um, for some people it's the anxiety around the actual illness for some people it's anxiety around what the government is doing and whether this is real or not real as we've been seeing there's been lots of kind of um, anti-government lockdown sentiments and people feeling that you know that we're we're under um, I don't know the whole Babylon system Mm
3: -hmm.
2: watched and stuff and trying to be controlled then there's things such as you know Uh, How are we going to manage financially? So many people being on furlough, Mm. so many people losing jobs. And then you just have the kind of um, um, aspects around how people manage lockdown, Mm. you know, the anxieties around being together in the home, which sounds very strange. But, you know, when we look at our day to day lives, people do not spend this amount of time in the house together. And Mm. as much as it should be a, a time where we are, are happy and rejoice and there are challenges mm. around it, you know? And then on the flip side of that, when we look at our cases, when we look at, like, when our, in terms of work, for me, a lot of the anxiety that people suffer um, from generally has actually reduced. Mm. So those people who were anxious before, because they're able to stay at home, because they're not needing to go out, because they have permission to kind of just be in their own world actual aspects of anxiety has dropped which is quite funny Mm. uh, in in that aspect so there's a a whole rafter of changes there's a whole rafter of circumstances you know the other thing you know there's been a, a dramatic increase in domestic violence yeah cases which is massive um, and it's because people aren't able to um, leave their homes. Mm. It's, it's a really sad factor. Um, also, you know, some um, psychiatric disorders like um, psychosis mm. have been levels of, of kind of increase where some people are able to, to function on a day-to-day with psychosis. You know, mm. Psychosis can be a very del- del- um, debilitating disorder that people who are managing it well and getting out and going out you know a lot of people work who have um, schizophrenia psychosis they're able to function um, people with depression they're able to function mm. because of, of the daily activity as well as medication and and stuff but but these have began to creep up where you know for some people you know, using um, um, self-medicating, using cannabis. Mm. Mm. Um, I've seen a bit of an increase in that. We've we've seen a bit of an increase in young people kind of bubbling because they're just over, they're smoking a bit too much, Mm. you know, cannabis and and actually it's causing them now to have kind of drug-induced episodes. Mm. We've got people with depression who at first, you know, it, it was quite nice being... Um, On lockdown, they could just chill and and relax and actually their life circumstances. You know, once we got the balance of the whole shopping and um, hoarding stuff, we were able just to kind of get a balance in terms of life. Mm. Um, But now, you know, they're struggling to get out of bed because the patterns and their normal patterns of daily life have become um, unstable. They're not practicing some of the daily routines Mm. we've seen some of those funny memes on the internet where people are getting up and showering and then pretending they're going on the tube in their shower and stuff you know part of the part of the 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 recovery and part of the, the thing that we needed to do during this time and one of the reasons why the government are saying that we should be getting out for exercise daily yeah. and stuff. Mm. It's because routine is yeah. absolutely key to yeah. good mental health. Mm. You know, um, going out, um, um, getting out, and, and, and you know, walking around, changing your environment, getting up. You know, even for people who are working from home, um, there is definitely an increase. Mm. In, um, and I, I, I don't know if it's been coined yet, but I'm going to coin it here you know, a COVID fatigue syndrome. Mm. You know, it's, not, it's not it's not a real thing. I don't think it's a real thing. So don't quote me people. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, the fact that you you're in the house and, you know, it, it's caused people sometimes to be working late. It's mm. caused people to be, you know, not actually talking. They might be in the same room. But because of work, you know, I've been on Zoom meetings back to back for like eight to ten hours sometimes, mm. you know, in the week. And it's it's it causes fatigue. Mm. People are tired in their homes and they're not really going out anywhere. You know, it's absolutely crazy.
3: Mm.
2: You know, people trying to build businesses and see an opportunity. If you're not careful, you become a bit obsessive. So all yeah. these mm. things, as much as... Um, there are good aspects. If we're not careful, it can drain and cause issues around our mm. mental health. Um, if, we're, if we're not um, being measured in it. Now, mm. you know, for some people who are in pressured jobs, it's very difficult because you do have you know, very um, calculated bosses mm. who, you know, you feel the pressure.
3: Mm. And
2: they're asking you to do things that you normally wouldn't. You know, mm. if you were going to work um, at you know, you started work at eight, for example, and um, you would leave the office, even if, you know, it was like four or five o'clock, um, or you had an extended day, you would leave by six, mm. you know, and then journey home, have a bit of downtime, mm. some people find it stressful on the tube, and then, you know, you would, you would zone out and be able to do whatever you're doing at home. Absolutely. Um, mm. But that, 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 there's no, there's no beginning and end for some people, mm. some people might be rolling out of bed, you know, shirt on, boxer shorts underneath. No one seeing. Zoom meeting after zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, that's me. The <laughs>
2: and then they're rolling back mm. into bed for the next day. So every mm. day just becomes one, one, day. Day. one yeah.
0: day. It's quite. In- it's quite interesting what you mentioned. A couple of points here. First of all, one of our listeners says this. I find that I'm spending extended hour at the desk. Homework line. I've become a bit. Blurred, and and that is very interesting. I like the way that you mentioned about the habit of just the fact that getting on a tube and oh, going routine. to work in routine, yeah. and that's a very important point. Mm. I remember just going to work every day, and I would drive all the way to Bam, say, park my car, and then walk 40 minutes to get to work. And that was my routine, that was my exercise now. And yeah,
2: about 40 minutes. It Mm. allows you to be mindful before you get...
0: Absolutely. Mm.
2: You can think about things and things, and then the moment you walk through the threshold of that door, Mm. it's like, right, down to business. Mm. And we're not getting those, you know, 40 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, you know, often for people, and I think we underestimate Mm. the walk from the tube station to the office or Mm. from your car to the office door. In that moment, whether it's five minutes, two minutes, ten minutes, half an hour, mm. is a moment to get yourself geared emotionally mm. and mentally for what you're about to do. But mm. so when you're at home, somehow that connection doesn't doesn't necessarily work. Mm. For some people, the pressure of children and getting them focused and is is hard. I think some of for me, some of the challenge has been, you know. Not rejecting my children Mm. um, Mm. because I'm in a Zoom meeting because Mm. it impacts on them and it impacts on their mental health. Mm. Daddy's home, he's not home usually, and I want every aspect I can get of him, but daddy's got to work and and mummy's got to work, or you know, and that's a challenge. Mm. um, I, I, I found some. You know, when Nicola was on and I listened, and, and she had some really fantastic points. Mm. Just the aspect of being able to understand your children in moments. Mm. But how do you do that when you're pressured and everything in your home? Our homes are not meant to be work, That's home, true. Life and education. Mm. But we have all those things in our home at the moment, and that stretches our mental health. Mm. Mm. And I think um, it's. it's it's exactly that so some for some you know for for the women at home um who who generally take care of the home and and lead the home in that aspect they are dealing with the children doing the cooking and trying to work and that is a phenomenal feat um i don't know how it's done <laughs>
0: Listen, yeah. i uh... Yeah. I'm still asking the same question. Mm, I'm still asking yeah. the same question. How do they do it?
1: But that that was one of my things. Uh, one of my questions is you've been speaking, Olu. I was like, for me, I was... And I've been speaking to different people uh, about exactly what you're talking about in terms of extended working hours, um, bosses expecting more, even though, you know, naturally, your working hours are p- possibly nine to five, but people are working mornings, early mornings, having Zoom meetings, maybe seven o'clock, Eight o'clock in the morning, and then working later, and then also working weekends when that is naturally mm. not in their contract. So yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, and every time I listen to people, I'm just going, okay, where are the boundaries here? So what yeah. could you actually, what could you actually recommend in terms yeah. of people putting boundaries in place?
2: So, that, so this is the challenge. Now, I think we've got to be be clear. This is not everybody's world. Do you mm. know what I mean, mm. but it is something. Because, you know, I think that the, the, the coined phrase for this season is this is the new norm.
1: Yeah. Okay? Mm. The
2: new norm, And actually, actually, we have to try to be in control of that because this whole COVID fatigue um, or Zoom fatigue, whatever fatigue you want to, is driven by almost legitimate aspects of, of, of this new normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know we don't want to lose our jobs. we don't want to be in a position where we're behind on certain things but in order for us to have good mental health as a nation forget the whole thing about us as an individual as a nation if we don't get this right from the top up so from companies from from um, um businesses we're going to be in trouble and it is that aspect of being clear about boundaries Hmm. you know um, I know some people and and talking to some people they have been quite clear and 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 been able to say you know what at seven o'clock I'm done I'm closing my computer you know sometimes you'll get that last email five to seven which is just going to take you over and it's still within your time but it's making the decision you know what I'm done I will Mm. answer this in the morning. Mm. You know, not answering your phone. And these are things that are normal and ordinary. People think, "Well, you're not teaching me anything new." But actually, we're so we take these things for granted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. But it is understanding the policies of your workplace, understanding your rights, Mm. being able to to know a lot of things in terms of fear comes from lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. and lack of understanding of. Of what your rights are and where you are, so getting a good understanding of what that is um, is 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 pivotal. You know, one of the things at the moment within my um, sphere of, of work within the NHS um, is that COVID has, has brought a really um, uh, difficult aspect for people of colour and ethnicity. So there's facts and, and you know um, I'm not going to apologise because the facts are speak for themselves that people of colour are more prone to getting um, um, COVID-19 um, that aspect for me is not about um, environment, it's not about whether we're poor or rich, it's, it's about some sort of genetics, it's about um, that, that it's about um, our makeup, there's something about this COVID-19 which attacks people of colour very prevalently. Now the biggest aspect and the biggest fear for people is not about whether they're going to work or not because trust me the majority of people of colour within the NHS work within the kind of um, um, lower bandings and it's it's not about lower banding it's about, you know, most people of colour are nurses Mm. are uh, domestic staff are um, staff in the labs. They, we make up a large percentage of the NHS, hmm. and these are front lines. So, we're going to be meeting people right at the front line. Hmm. And issues around PPE, issues around um, being pushed into a position where we just have to get on, even if we haven't got things, some of that's legitimate, and that some of that's just ingrained. Hmm culture within our services um puts us at more risk Mm. now a lot of people are carrying on because they feel they have to when actually we should and we need to be saying actually i'm not comfortable i'm not able to i'm of a higher risk you know there are now risk assessments after all of these investigations there are risk assessments there are things going out um the, the Royal College of Nursing, um, the, the um, National Institute for Clinical Excellence, all these agencies are now coming out with guidelines for people who work within the NHS or work within care settings um, to read and be able to legitimately put boundaries in. Mm, you know, that's
3: good you have a
2: sick patient in a care home and you're being asked to look after them. If you have a, a, a you know, if you have underlying issues, you have to be saying, Look, I can't. But it's hard because who else is gonna do it? Mm. You know? So likewise with people in the workplace, we've got to find out what are, how we are able to and what our rules and policies around the work
3: mm. life
2: balance is. And you know, it's not gonna fit everybody, mm. you know, if you're a high powered lawyer or a businessman and you've got to make sales and or woman and got to do these deals you know in normal life before covid you would go above and beyond Mm. what you've got to guard against is that becomes your everyday norm because you haven't got your one hour one and a half hour 45 minute journey in and from work which allows for a natural break and stop Mm. fantastic
0: Mm. um we've got a few comments here um feel free guys to send those comments to everyone if you want to at the moment they send it privately to us but one of the things that someone mentioned in relation to the work uh says that the thing that you mentioned about the boundaries and work but also as a christian we also have to fit church activities spiritual life and many believe that christians have more pressure because of balancing work family and church commitment what's your take on this one
2: um, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's a hard one because I, I you know, it depends on your role and, and how you see. So for me, um, um, I used to think I wear different hats. Okay. I wear my, my church hat. I wear my work hat and I wear my family hat. When actually who I am and how I worship encompasses everything mm-hmm. and every, everything about who I am so i don't have hats i have i have me and 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 the challenge for me on a daily which comes into scripture you know in terms of you know taking up your cross daily etc is do i bring my whole self to work do i bring my whole self in everything that i do and i think it's an ongoing challenge for us as christians Mm -hmm. and just as we do with work we have to get work-life balance in terms of ministry Mm. Mm. because actually ministry impacts our emotional and mental well-being. Mm. It's important for us as Christians to have an aspect and a regime around our spiritual life because it gives us good mental health. Mm. It gives us us an air of sanity in terms of how we face the world. We gain strength from the Lord. You know, all of these aspects are important for us. However, you know, we have to look at how we balance ministry. You know, um, sometimes, you know, when we think about the Zoom meetings, for example, if on a Thursday I'm on Zoom meetings, I have my team. So my Thursdays are my challenging days. Okay, so from 9.30 in the morning, I'm on Zoom and often I'm not finished till 6. And then after that, once a month, I might be having a church meeting, um, which is going to be via Zoom or go to meeting or whatever. By that time, I'm absolutely frazzled. Mm. How do I balance that? How do I work that? And I think we've got to use, um, and it's, it's, you know, common sense is one thing, it's, but it, it, we've got to use the ability to be able to, um, um manage and you know pastors and ministers they they're, they're understanding you know um and we've got to be honest, I think mm. honesty um legitimacy and honesty can sometimes land you know yes, we have to be in that meeting, that church meeting um legitimately, but you know it's not like every week we're not there, so speaking to people and saying you know what actually. I'm not able to join today because I, I cannot think and I'm not able to be there. We have to be able to have those conversations. Mm. And if you can't, then you need to think about where your role and what your role is.
0: Absolutely, mm. that's a very important point. Yeah. Um, do you want to say something? I have a few questions going through That Do you want to hold on for your question, babe? Yeah, you? that's fine, go ahead. The other question um, is relation to, um, as you mentioned, about the BAME, be more affected by the covid than others um there is a question here that that is coming so if covid affects more black people because of genetics why does africa have less cases
2: okay so i think it's 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 a, for me it's a bit of a simple thing so one of this um, one of the simple aspects of it is ratio of people mm-hmm. to to an area okay london is built up New York is built up.
3: Hmm.
2: We are seeing high levels of deaths of people of ethnicity in those areas specifically because we're all together. You go on the London Underground, trust me. The ra- you're you're next to you're the, the 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 fact that you might be next to someone who's a carrier, and if you're not protected, you're very likely to get it.
3: Hmm.
2: Now, what we're seeing is this: is that Uh, if you have an underlying issue um, whether that's high blood pressure and and a lot of the statistics are people of ethnicity have higher rates of um, um, blood pressure, problems, higher rates of asthma, diabetes. So these comorbid issues seem to be higher in people of colour. So when you think about ratios and you think about how people are pulled together, we're gonna have a higher rate, you know. In Africa, we've had less in that sense. Now, to be honest, when 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 people of color find out that there's some disease, they run into the hills, mate. <laughs> but also, you know, um, in Africa, it's, people are, are, are quite spaced out. We have space in in that sense. These, you know, this trust. Me, this is not official. I'm not reading or. or I've not read, but these are the things that I am seeing. Um, and, and yes, there are cities all over Africa, there are things, but the rates of people coming in, so as well, actually, when you look at, from what I know of Ghana and Nigeria, they were quite quick to lock down the country. Okay, and this is one of the criticisms that has been had from this country. The amount of people coming in and out of the UK. Okay, and I'm just going to talk about the UK is a massively high rate okay people do come in and out of Africa but what they did is they started quarantining people quite quickly so the moment they came in they quarantined and they did testing um, of people and then they locked the borders quite quickly Um, so just a a bit of a story Um, I have friends whose children are studying here they went back and they got the last few flights into Africa. Those last three flights into Africa, three or four flights into Africa were quarantined in hotels for two weeks and tested regularly before they were let out. Those with COVID went straight to hospital facilities. Those who didn't have stayed in the hotels. Families were split up. Um, If one presented and one didn't, they were split into rooms, so they had quite a good response actually mm. in Africa. And and I don't know if you've been looking at the articles recently. Um, what uh, of why are we not following Africa's response? Why yeah. are, are um at the African nations being not heard around their COVID response because they have low um low incidences? Mm. Now we're gonna over the years we're gonna find out lots of different aspects of research is very hard. We're in the middle of it and research is very, very difficult because you need, you know, you need the right amounts of people and you need the right amounts of, of, of evidence of things. So, you know, it's not about it's, it's you know, it's not about necessarily um, the fact that they do have to and them. We don't. The fact is there's more space, you know, in, in, in some in some senses. I hope that kind of answers. Mm. Um, in in some sense and you know these are my views these are you know mixed with bits that i've read and bits that i've experienced so Mm. i'm not the authority on it i must say that in that sense but these are my views
0: thank you did you have a question no you're fine um just a few comments that has been going through as well just to read them out uh, in relation to the COVID um, fatigue, nineteen fatigue. Somebody mentioned. I can definitely say that I have experienced a little COVID nineteen fatigue, which presented as just feeling overtired. Somebody said in relation to the juggling on work balance. Somebody says difficult because things are taking me twice as long to do because I am juggling home and family life, working in a field where if work isn't completed, people can be left at risk. Domestic violence been mentioned. Mean it's not easy to finish at a set time as well. You yeah. know this is yeah, such yeah go for uh, yeah go for it. Just that, that,
2: that bit and uh, the time to something else, and I think you know one of the things that um, is important, and, and one of the things that I've been trying to do, I've not always been successful, is is trying to manage. So you know if you're not being able to finish things, it's trying to work out actually where you can shell things. So you know I'm fortunate that um t- my wife is here um and and she's been working with the kids while i've been working but one of the things that she's really liked for us to do is get out you know so at a certain time in the day she will ask me when are you going to have a break and then we'll go out for our walk our daily walk and and you know and 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 just be out of the home and and as much as sometimes I'm really in my work and thing it's it's a really important time of the day it connects the family um, it allows me to have a break and get up from the screen um, but sometimes it might mean that I have to put a little bit more in a bit later and I think we, we've got to try where possible and, and I think the hardest thing is when you there's an expectation and you're at risk of of lose because that raises anxiety. Mm. You know, we've got to try and 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 be okay with what we can and what we can't do. Um, in some senses, or try and space out the day. So if your kids at a particular time, you notice they need attention, then if if possible, try and reshift your day around that that zoning in mm. that sense. That might help. Um, I know it's difficult because everybody's different. They don't have the, you know, not everybody works as I work, but it's trying to be smart around how you see your day and trying to look at patterns through the day, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's interesting.
1: interesting. I think I was speaking to two things came to mind. I was speaking to someone yesterday because we were speaking about the new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems as though um, Jean-Marc mentioned yesterday that Facebook and Twitter in America have yeah. actually said that they are going to make it. They've made it official that they made it official
0: yesterday that after the forces Facebook after the forces now will be able to work from home permanently. And it's now it's in, and uh, Twitter, as a matter of fact, has already rolled out now their. Um, their uh, employers to work, to work from home permanently, and, and I yeah. think this is something that many other companies are beginning to mm. to really to discuss and exploring because mm. and, and it's quite interesting that you mentioned it, this aspect of of Boundaries and knowing the policies of your company, mm. because people are obviously working overtime, mm. they're not paid for it. Mm. Sometimes they're working they don't pay. over the weekend, they're not paid. Right. But yeah. when they were at work, they were at the set pattern of nine to five or nine to five thirty, mm. and then the work was finished. They were not carrying some of the work over mm. the weekend. So, so we, um, yes. Sorry, so we were
1: me. we were talking about this, but we were also talking about the fact that if this is the new norm, what you were speaking about in terms of having um, knowing what your your management expects and also HR wise what your what what legislation what rules are in place for you but also you know going forward because I think you know one of the things that it, within the conversation and it's what you kind of just alluded to was flexibility mm-hmm. um, so that the the management would, would allow you to be a little bit more flexible so you could actually then make up time later on in the day if you were to take a break at a particular time because when you're working from home as you say different things happen and you think okay we can incorporate here and make up the time later um, so the thing was flexibility that came but also the other thing that I was thinking of is when you actually um, spoke about spoke about it was the way that when I've been to Italy and when I've been to Spain, the, and even in France, the way that they work, um, especially very in very Italy, you know, they, they actually work early in the morning. Um, if they're in their workplaces and then they would take a break because they have siesta so they'll do a two to three hour break in the afternoon and they work until late in the evening, eight till ten o'clock in the evening so this is what they've always done in order to. and they normally when they come home they have siesta they will sleep so they will actually have a sleep in the, they'll eat with the family they have sleep in the afternoon and they will go back and they're able to work longer and I remember when I was there a while back I, I saw, I met with new people there and, and one of the, the parents was a doctor so she would close her surgery at lunch it was normal she would come home cook for her sons I mean proper food the three of course meal and she, we would sit down to eat and she would go have a sleep and she would go and she was in her 50 looked amazing and she would go back and she would actually go back to work and obviously pressured she's a doctor um, doctor for the main town but that's their life so that's a lifestyle for them so for them it's kind of that it's a new normal it norm, but yeah. it's a norm it is, for them there's
2: two things in that um and and you know we've uh, this has been one of the things for years and the government have debated this um on and off over the years just thinking about kind of different work patterns for the country what's mm. more efficient i think when you look at some of europe's scandinavia um, efficiency mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. much more productive than yeah. we are as a nation um in, in that sense but you know, I think looking now and thinking about this new norm, we're, we're, we're talking about culture shifts.
3: Mm. You know,
2: when you think from a psychological point of view, it takes time for people to change those patterns and types of thinking. And sometimes it's not about the man on the ground. You know, our soldiers who are making it happen. It's, it's about from the top. If the culture doesn't shift from the top, mm. from those bosses and directors, um, and they don't have that ethos around them it, it's very difficult to be filtered down yeah now you know one of the things that we we need to look at again as well ob- obviously you know lockdown will end at some point mm. there's a whole psychological we haven't even touched you mm. know that aspect of things of what will happen as people go back how will that affect people mm. you know there was an early piece um, of research saying that one in five children um, are worried about returning back to school and, and will be suffering the high levels of anxiety. Wow. You know, the, the schools are the first thing that they're wanting to push back and they're not really talking about the mental health issue. Mm. But, you know, one of the things is once there is an aspect, this new normal shifts because, you know, when you're working from home, the, your children, um, depending on their age, are not going to be at home. Mm. Okay, so there'll be a different work pattern and style in that as well Hmm. you know and so we've got to think that this is a it's going to evolve it's going to change and and there will be some aspects where it might get easier um, Hmm. during certain hours of the day so and the the thing for me is important people understand the culture of their workplace the culture and, and the policies around what how they're working so that they can be informed Mm. some people are not going to be able to be flexible because they're going to be asked to log in and that's going to be tracked and when they log off it's going to be tracked how do you manage that yeah how do you manage oh i've got to feed the baby you know how do you manage oh i've got to you know the child's sick but i'm working from home you know one of the hardest things at the moment and what they're pushing at my workplace is that people take annual? People are not taking annual leave. Mm. People are working and working and working, but because they're working from home, they're feeling that they don't need to take annual leave. But we've got to get away from the desk. We've got to get away from thinking about work 24 hours. Mm. So these, there are lots of things and lots of things that we've got to take into consideration in order to get right work-home-life balance, and that's difficult. When your work life, education
1: life, and home life are all wrapped into one parcel. Hmm. It's interesting. So we've had a few comments. Um, one was saying that. Um, one person has said that their organisation has already started um, a new work plan that's seeing us working from home for the remainder of the year, and I think that's um, similar for quite a few people. Um, mm-hmm. I know um, my brother's a teacher. They've said forget it until September. He won't mm-hmm. be going back. And um, I know that some people in terms of their work they've already said that as yeah, well that made a film
0: that I'm working as well they're looking to do that as well yeah. for many of the years yeah. so that's mm. definitely something which isn't a the plan mm. um, there is another question here and and if we are touching back, into the uh, element of depression, side mm. of it that we haven't yeah. touched a lot.
1: Um, someone said it said it can be embarrassing to tell people in church or family members that you're going through depression. Church folks tell you to go and pray and have faith.
0: Yeah. And that is, abs- that, uh, that is such spot on. What's your take on on, on, yeah. on this one? I, you
2: know, for years, um, um, I've I've you know, I'm a big advocate. Um, for uh, mental health being talked about openly in the church, mm-hmm. um, I, I, in terms of ministry for myself um, and my wife, you know, we, whatever we do and however we connect with people, the emotional well-being of people is is paramount in terms of our our, our daily makeup, and you know, I think we need to, as a church body and as, as a church be open mm. about people's emotional and mental health mm. well-being and not as a defaults to send them off to pray. You mm. know, there's more. And, and prayer is an aspect, and I'm not the, um, the diminishing it, but there are more aspects around it, the practicalities. You know, we're meant to um, show love. Yeah, know, and mm. love comes in many forms. absolutely. You know, um, love protects, love builds up. You know, these are all scriptural aspects. And when it comes to depression and anxiety, you know, we have unfortunately not allowed people to be truly themselves and bring their whole selves to work to, to church mm. because they're fearful of what people might think. Yeah, mm. Um. when actually. I mean, you know, I I always refer to David. David is probably one of the biggest um, advocates. Because when you read the Psalms, the the anguish that he goes through, but he also sees through going through some of that anguish, Mm. where God can bring and push in those moments of darkness, in those moments of of tirade and, Mm. and challenge. Mm. You know, and there's many more so a lot of the prophets were very depressed yeah,
1: Jeremiah
0: yeah, Jeremiah was mm. a perfect mm. example mm. Um, when we f- think prophet went mm. through from mental issue. But from a
2: practical point of view mm. now more than ever now more than ever and you know what, let's be real you know, a lot of the churches are starting to click on, my fear is that it becomes this whole trendy thing and mm. um, but the reality is, a lot of our congregation members have challenges around their emotional health. It mm. doesn't mean that they've got these severe aspects, but they need, and I think, and this is why I'm a massive advocate for cell ministry. Cell ministry allows churches to get a grasp of people's well being, of people's yeah. um, life. Because mm or home groups or life groups i like i love the whole thing of them being called life groups now mm. it is that actually
1: speaking in life
2: and yeah. be doing, life, doing life yeah mm-hmm. we be doing mm. life and it shouldn't be a sunday thing mm. you know life is is important and key and mm. you know um i, I me uh, you know community is the church and community is everything and there's mm-hmm. there's lots of organizations you in fact this is probably a good point um john mark i know time is running no, go-
0: we, we we we've got up time the video, mm-hmm. um, okay up the
2: video. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you have people like ascension trust who at the moment and i'm um, i'm part of that are galvanizing psychotherapists who are, are christians pastors Therapists, counsellors, we're, mm. we're galvanising them together in order to see what the post-pandemic response mm. will be for our church communities. Mm. And we're not just talking about one area, we're talking about across the country. Mm. Um, and it, to be honest, it, across the world. Mm. I've been on um, meetings with, with Reverend Les and, and the team and Chi Chi, Dr. Chi Chi. Mm. Um, there's also a lady, and I've forgotten her name, um, but she's the um, assistant director of the uh, Royal College of Nursing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some really big people on there, some psychotherapists in Birmingham, Manchester, um, people from America logged in, Jamaica, um, Africa, Ghana, um, Nigeria and Africa. You know, they're try- trying to galvanise professionals within the church in order to meet meet the responses of, mm.
1: of people it's fantastic know.
0: fantastic well let's let's play let's play this video and let's yeah, people yeah. to uh, to watch it eh? my name is julia
3: and i'm a
1: psychiatrist During the current climate, we've had to adapt the way we live, work, connect with people and even worship. This is very challenging for most of us. Now more than ever, we are reminded just how precious our health is. And it's so important that we invest in our mental well-being as much as our physical. It's also important that we make time to do pleasurable activities like a hobby. Let's also take time to check in on those that might need it. Let's be kind to one another. Thank you.
3: To look after my mental health, I meditate on the word of God. The Bible says, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you.
2: He who puts his trust in you. What do you do to look after your mental health? To look after my mental health, I share with people when I'm feeling anxious. But I also psych My, my children and my wife and uh, I reach out to my um, support network within my um, church
3: and friends.
1: To look after my mental health, I spend time in prayer. I go over my dreams and goals. I meditate on the word of God through devotion.
2: To look after my mental health, I feel it's important to have plenty of rest and relaxation and not listen to stressful things
1: and not overthink things, but live in the moment. I'm not sure about you, but I've been eating a lot more at home. So it's important we are getting the right amount of fluids in our system. The other thing I've been doing is to take some time out every day to read. I've got two little young ones at home with me, and we take some time out, 15 minutes, to just read their favourite story. That time provides a quiet time of
3: calm. I'm blessed to have a supportive family and um, friends in my church uh, community.
1: To look after my mental health, I ensure that I take adequate rest, so I ensure that I sleep well.
2: To look after my mental health, I am aware
1: of my emotional feelings or symptoms. Um, I try to take a day off a week, um, just to reflect and take a walk, do something entirely different, just to have some me time. Um, And if I feel overwhelmed, I find a friend or a family member to have a word and and just
2: offload. There are services out there for black minority ethnic group, even in churches.
1: I hope you can see that there are many ways in which you can look after your mental health. As a Christian, um, I draw upon my faith and many Christians will be doing that right now. But also you have to think that there are additional ways out there to help you. So one of the things you can do is approach your GP or another healthcare professional to maybe refer you or you can even self-refer in many instances for counselling and CBT and various different types of therapies to suit your needs. You can also access a lot of online tools to help you get through these difficult times now and also difficult times that you might have in future. Keep healthy, keep safe and look after yourself.
0: Wow, wonderful, wonderful yeah. video. I,
2: I, I think it's a great video. It, it, it's, you know, it's very professional, um, and it it, it's, it it gives people an idea of things to do. You know, and one of the things I wish, you know, I, I didn't get my bit in time to be on there. I wanted to be on there, but I don't. think You know, one of the things I was thinking, you know, we waited quite. Like, but you know, one of the ways I, I keep saying, and you know, please forgive me, but those who know me know me. Sometimes I'll just stand up and I'll fart in my son's face. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's silly things like that. Or I'll challenge yeah. him to a race, mm. running down the street. Mm. And it, it, I know I'm not going to beat him. I don't know. You see my belly? I've been and <laughs> bacon and you know, doing things from scratch but you know mm. these are the things because not everybody reads to their children not everybody you know it's the same things. I mm. love um, Nicola uh, you know if you get if people get time mm. and they're struggling with their kids go to Nicola's blogs mm. read Nicola's blogs you know it's fantastic mm.
3: you know, she is, it's, she's it's brilliant,
0: brilliant. Doing games.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean I was yeah. watching I yeah. and I was
0: course, brilliant
2: I, I want to be that family <laughs> yeah she's so, uh, brilliant she's
1: brilliant at the beginning
2: yeah. I was Listening to Tola was listening to um a masks mm. and um what's,
0: what's the company about i name dropping Um uh, she's uh, she's I think she's in she can p- potentially mention a name. Tell me what's
1: your coming tell me tell me what I mean. yeah so
2: much stuff yeah. online. Mm. You know, and I, was I was thinking, wow, oh, yeah, I could I could do this. Put some honey on my face. I think. You know, all these different things are the, the things that people that they, look. I have people who live in flats. They are not able to get out and chill in the garden. Mm. I have people who have kids who have disabilities. Mm. It's not that simple. Mm. you have got to work out how. And for me, relaxing and keeping sane is about laughter mm. and, and, and joy in my home. You know, yes, i read the scriptures. To be honest, Tola, Tola's a bully when it comes to devotion. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh man, this devotion business. But the reality is the we, we, being able to explore, we don't get these opportunities to explore the Bible. Mm. What does the Bible say about this? Mm. We've, watched, we've watched loads of Disney. Oh my God, Disney, Moana, and um, Let It Go. But they are course, important things you know um in those things that you can discuss richer. you mm. know the japanese i don't know if you've seen big hero six
0: i've it, seen that one a few years ago uh,
2: some of these things mm. are the things that are going to keep you going you know mm. um I've, I've watched you know with aaron we've watched um, fast and furious i've been able to sit with him and watch it and we've discussed mm. you know narnia all these different things all these things are gonna build good mental health
0: mm. because you're building family, mm. you're building life. You know, <laughs> you've got to get out. It's quite interesting you mentioned that because we have these things here at home when Saturday is a movie night, and each week, each one needs to choose a movie and it doesn't matter. So Alexander, the youngest, seven years old, so he would pick up a movie that he watched like, well, we watched two weeks ago, Sonic. And I think everybody was like, ah, Sonic. But the rule <laughs> is whatever movie you choose, we all have to sit down together and watch it. And and I think this is something that now everybody's really looking forward to it. You know, so everybody asking who's next, Alexander said, okay, I'm next in four weeks. He's already planned what he's going to choose in the next few weeks. But it's interesting that you mentioned this kind that really this element of really fighting this mental health, depression, all side of it that we're going through by doing activities, by doing things that we really enjoy doing as well. Um, we have a few questions here. Um, one of us uh, listeners said in relation to the children, she said 100% regarding anxiety in children re- returning to school. I'm hearing in it already the level of uncertainty is creeping even our best students. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody mentioned How do you deal with fear? Fear of vaccine, fear of the 5G, fear of reassession, fear of catching COVID, fear of getting in debt. How to deal, how do I deal with the thought in my head? How do I sleep at night? Those are the questions that many people are really asking Mm -hmm. us because as you mentioned at the beginning, for some of us, it's the fear of losing your job. And you know this, as you said, fear of catching i mean i call myself going to asda and they've got this two meters rule and i call myself people getting closer and closer that two meters like 50 centimeters and i'm looking at the back and i said two meters because you know psychologically psychologically or very subconsciously i'm already kind of creating this kind of uh oh, protection you know mm-hmm. and it. And my question is this, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Because if people begin to really adopt the social distancing in a way, then nobody would want to check people's, and nobody would want yeah. to, uh, even when they say that it's safe to do so.
2: Yeah, I think you've, you've got to look at it in, in two ways. One, the reality of this um, pandemic um, and the measures being put into place are about safety. So if someone's creeping up on you, you need to be like, actually, you know, you're you're encroaching on my space because that's a real thing, they've got it. You know, look at the woman um, right at the beginning um, who was working in Victoria and um, a man spat in her face. Mm. Mm. These are realities, Mm. do you understand? Mm. However, you have the flip side, you know, and this is the the thing about um, mental health, okay? Um, It's that whole thing of reality versus um, um, negative mindsets, okay? Now, a negative mindset can be the continuous rumination of something that isn't actually um, going to happen. It might be real. So, you know, standing two meters away from you, John Mark, Mm. you have COVID, is going to protect me because, you know, you know, um, you're, you're two meters away. The reality is, is you should be in your house. But we know that not everybody might be doing that. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be more protective with my mask and these things on if you're two meters away. One meter away, the risk increases. Those are real aspects, and we've got to distinguish what's real and then what's not. Mm-hmm. The fear of certain things comes, and this is why I say to people, listen, good mental health is switching off the news.
3: Mm-hmm. okay
2: and not listening to it 24 7 you know taking your mind away from this whole pandemic thing is is good yes you need to understand and know but it doesn't need to become your life because it it increases um Result. aspects of poor m- mental health mm-hmm. you know if you switch on the news everything is about covid mm-hmm. it's like nothing else in the world and it, it, it always happens no matter what these things are but switching off from some of these things Mm. will help okay Mm. the reality is it's a real thing so it's going to be hard to get these things totally out of your mind you know fear of going to school they are practical things being educated being informed about what it is with your school asking and being clear what is my what is the school's plans Now, you know, I take things for granted. I'm a professional. I'm always arguing with Tala. A lot of the times I agree with her, but I just like being the devil's advocate. But my wife is absolutely clear. If the school do not have a plan, I'm not sending my child. If the school cannot assure safety, I'm not sending the child. If parliament is not in session and they want me to send my child to school, then I'm not sending my child. Mm -hmm. You know, having your own clear Principles which helps you with your mental health. Mm. These are my boundaries. These are my things. Mm. Can I do a checklist? What mm. are the positives and negatives? So you don't keep it all in your head. Mm. Write things down. Mm. What are mm. my values? What are my um, things? Get these things down on paper. And then make informed decisions, not decisions out of fear.
3: Mm. You
2: know, those are the things that drive your emotional and mental health um, in a negative way, when you're trying to hold it all in your mind. Hmm. Again, talk to people. You know, share with people. One of the things we've been doing is knocking on people's doors and and doing social distance visits. You know, have conversations, and we're talking about what do you think about this and how do and sharing with other people their thoughts and ideas. People who are sensible, you know, people who you can trust their 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 judgment and and have a good conversation. You know, um, things like this are excellent. Mm. We're talking about real life things and trying to put practical Mm. things in play. I ordered, um, my my planters have come. um, We're going
0: to talk about it, yeah. Yeah,
2: you know, doing active things to help lower your your emotional mind, you know, Mm. planting and going out. All these things are gonna support those aspects And reduce the anxiety and fear. And with children especially, you don't don't keep them in the dark. Talk to them. Talk to them about it. Have discussions. You know. Give them the facts and then help them to understand what is safe. So, you know, hugging your friends might not be safe at the moment. Help them to understand why. Don't just say because I said so. (laughs) <laughs> Those things do not help because they do not understand. Mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> mm. When my my daughter's free, and um, we've been talking about COVID, and you know she prays for um what's his name, our prime minister Boris Morris. Johnson. Mm-hmm. She prays for him because he was sick with COVID nineteen, and la la la. And it's been great because as she's prayed, you know he came out, and she's seen prayer works. Mm. You know. But um, when my planters were delivered by um, John Mark, he came round the house at the back and when he left, she went to um, my wife and said, oh, can my friends come My friends can come to my house now because COVID-19 is finished. And Thomas said, oh, no, darling, it it's not finished. She said, but Uncle John Mark came <laughs> my house and my friends can come in my house. You know, they have a level of understanding for yep. people mm, at right. that mm. it's So true. being able to have these conversations, she was convinced it's over now. <laughs> friends need to come. For them. You know,
3: she, they have an
2: awareness. So yeah. if we don't hide these things for them and we have good, positive conversations, mm-hmm. don't be telling them, you know, ten people died today, and if we go out, they're gonna. Those things are not gonna help mm. them at all. Mm. You know, have good, clear discussions with them, and it will help yours as well. Mm.
0: That is brilliant. That Fantastic. is brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you Fantastic. so much. Charlie. I,
1: I just, I love the uh, the way that you said. I think one of the rules that I've had for many, many years. Um, sometimes I kind of slip away from it I think these are things that you spoke about Olu is taking that time out one of the things is my 20 minute rule I have a 20 minute rule for quite a few things but one of them is my 20 minute rule is I take 20 minutes a day every day aside to be able to do 20 minutes for me so I do 20 minutes of something that I enjoy every single day and it really has helped me with my mental health because before i became a christian i actually had a nervous breakdown and i think when i was actually go when i went through that i actually met someone and he actually said to me do you actually take any time out for yourself and i said mm, not really because i was always running around doing things for everyone and busy 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 and um he said why don't you you know do you ever take like just 20 minutes out and i thought that's really a good idea and um, at the time I, I used to meditate now I meditate on scripture so it's, it really helps but the thing is I would I will always take 20 minutes out so maybe I'll play a guitar for 20 minutes or maybe I'll read a book for 20 minutes or just something that I enjoy I enjoy um just for me and and I and oh, I'll go into the garden it's longer than, it tends to be longer than 20 minutes but the thing is it's just for me it just clears my mind I'm able to really just quiet my mind because my mind spins literally spins all the time my mind there's always things in my mind so I know I need to do that for my mental health because if I don't I end up in a place which is not great Um, so that's a rule that I've kind of put into place so someone was saying how do you quiet your mind how do you get you know fear of this fear of that how do you ever do that And, and for me that's really helped me over the years it's something that yeah sometimes I don't do it but generally during the week I actually have And I just incorporate it maybe after dinner I'll just literally pick my guitar up because I feel that it's been a a crazy day my head is absolutely spinning and I know I can just pick my guitar 20 minutes and I'll just do it um and it really really helps so I I think the practicalities of you just having a laugh or just doing something that brings you joy rather than having all the negativity I think it's really really important for our mental health you know and yeah Mm,
0: fantastic (laughs)
2: Things yep mm-hmm. so um across London and across the UK mental health services are open and i think people um are worried about going to hospitals and stuff services are fully open and i think you know where people feel that they need a bit more input or they mm. need advice um you've got third sectors you've got um you've got young minds you've got the samaritans you've got lots of agencies um, as well please tap into them okay? yeah. um, if you know someone who needs urgent mental health care because you haven't seen them or you can hear that they're having a bit of a breakdown or they're becoming more psychotic, mm. please do not hold off because you are worried about them, these people need help one of the things coming out at the moment is people's um, um, thoughts around access to mental health and 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 health has reduced because they think it's closed and people are working from home. Mm -hmm. So they're not open. There are services out there. A lot of CAM services, we haven't closed down. Mm -hmm. We might be working from home, but like me as a manager, you know, we're in Mm -hmm. one or two days a week making sure that assessments are being done and people are being seen okay excellent Especially excellent you, Seth, gps are open you might not be able to go there but there are other ways to get things that you need okay excellent. fantastic
0: i've got one more question and then we uh, finish off i know so, so i guess we're running a be late but i think that was very very uh, quite very insightful and so happy that you came and share with us can you be completely healed from depressions would it ever go away and far this to anyone
1: <laughs> anyone um yeah <laughs> i i do believe so um uh, especially because as, as christians we we have holy spirit with us and and god is with us and and he says he heals us of everything Absolutely. um and he's able to do what we can't you know and you know, from suffering from depression myself, when I came, beca- when I came and became a Christian, I was still suffering from depression, and I would go in and out and have bouts of it. Um, but the thing is, it's you know where the focus is. Um, my focus is now. I remember going to something which was called Transformed Lives. It was a Christian organisation. Um Pastor Alison is is she actually was was part of the team as well um of, of people who were who were ministering to the people who attended and it was for leaders, um Christian leaders from all churches across London and we would meet once a month and it was probably one of the best things that I've ever attended in terms of of, of in terms of psychologically helping Christians in terms of inner healing, emotional healing, um just being able to be healed, just healing generally. And and the thing is what I found was they looked at it also from not just from a biblical perspective but they they were people who were trained psychiatrists counsellors psychologists who were there and they would actually look at it from a psychological perspective what was actually going on with you so they would go from literally birth how you were born it was it was brilliant um different things that happened that could have actually impacted the way that you see things but one of the things one of the testimonies that came was a girl she was su- seriously suffering from depression for a long long time she went to see them and the thing is they married the bible that you know the way that god sees things and and their their professions and it's it was so beautiful and what she said was she began to look up rather than looking in <laughs> and for me that changed everything because it was about a paradigm shift perspective the way that she saw things she began to look at God and trust in him rather than looking looking in all the time because sometimes when I know from from being a person who who actually internalizes a lot generally um you look inside you're constantly looking at what's what's going on in you what, what's going on mm. internally you know your mind you know you're thinking about what's going on in the thoughts in your mind constantly processing reprocessing somebody says something then you you actually regurgitate it a million and one times um somebody offends you and it's just like what did I do you know and you're like thinking from your perspective all the time and what she said was when she stopped doing that she it was freeing for her because she began to look up rather than look in and I just thought wow <laughs> and for me it was like the penny just dropped Mm, and um it just it just changed things and it wasn't it didn't change overnight it definitely didn't but it helped me because then i began to look to god and begin to ask him about you know different things And i would speak to him about things and i definitely do believe that you know the joy of the lord is our strength Mm. i do believe that and i believe that he gives us the garment of praise he gives us the garment of praise in order for us to be able to to come through these different circumstances and situations um and and when we're not looking in all the time and we're looking to him we're looking up it can change the perspective completely and and completely transform our lives so that's from my perspective that's
0: that's exactly i think i want to echo a master's and absolutely and and i always mention the way we need to look the world and the way we see things has to begin to be from God's perspective, yeah. and I always believe that. And and one of the things that are understood as well, you know, our eyes see very differently, and our eyes have got a very vision of how we are who we are and and i think what god is trying to do is trying to change that he's trying to mm. change the way we see things so yeah. we can begin to see things the way god sees things that's you know right. when the bible speaks that we are faithfully wonderfully made i mean that image, for me yep. that's been in scripture yeah. that's been in me for a long time to remind me who i am to remind me how god sees me mm. not the way that i see myself and that's that's been a big help in really overcoming depression mm. really beginning to see the way god sees me yeah. and, and i think that's been that's been a change
2: beautiful and I, you know just to, to put on that so so my take on it is this healing is continued. Mm. Okay? it never
1: stops yep
2: just like our lives transform from one state of glory to another mm. we move from one state of glory to another and this is why um the church is pivotal because mm. our faith is pivotal to our healing mm. faith is a pivotal aspect when we move in faith we are healed mm. and you know that sometimes has to be a continual practical aspect as well as spiritual yeah mm. so for you for me for for those who have, have been through these aspects Mm. we are continually relying on god's grace That's right we are continually talking together mm. we are continually doing community mm. these are the aspects we are continually praying together mm. we are continually working together mm. these are aspects that are going to bring healing mm. to those aspects of depression mm. and yeah. when you start doing it by yourself and move out of faith that healing becomes difficult. To manifest mm-hmm. so just like faith and there's going to be times where your faith levels wane mm-hmm. and you feel like you're struggling and it will feel like that you're relapsing but that's not how mm-hmm. god works no god is the same forever
1: yesterday mm-hmm.
2: today forever his laws and his works are continual. Mm-hmm. so when you walk in grace okay and for me i remember pastor joe um, saying that grace is the continued revelation of God in your life. Mm. So as you continually walk in the revelation of God in your life around your depression or the aspects or the the things that cause you to be depressed, it will lift mm. because you know that you're looking up as you're saying. Mm. So continually walking in that, and when you're struggling, what does the word say? Seek help. Mm. counsel, you know and that's where we as a church historically i think have missed it yeah you know the cell cell ministry i found when people stopped attending cell ministry they were having challenges Mm. and instead of engaging and pulling from the cell they were they were trying to manage it themselves Mm. and often those things um you know will help us to continue to build so, yes, we can be healed, but sometimes it's a continuous yes, process.
1: Yes, process. Yeah. Fantastic. You. Thanks, so.
0: Thanks, Olu, so. thank you so much for being with us this morning. It's, been, it's been wonderful, mm. you know, so much, yeah. so much, so much to really to digest. Mm. And uh, we want to have you back at some stage, uh, especially when oh, we begin, begin to touch into how to deal with the ex-lockdown on, the, the post lockdown, I would say, how can we deal with it? Getting everybody back into mm. the new norm and how to cope with it as well. Mm. So um, we will let you know when we will be running this this um, this topic at some stage. But we're just so grateful that you've been with us and grateful for everyone. Grateful for everyone. Why don't we pray? Why don't we just really pray and, and come and all and everyone here? So mm. Father, we just want to thank you this morning so much, Lord for your revelation but most impo- mm-hmm. most importantly for being using holu as as a messenger holu as a voice to speak your word into our life yes, sir. father we continue to commit as we said, our lives into your hand, that we will continue to seek you the way that you want us to seek you. We will continue to see your word, to see the way that you see the world and the way that you see us. Mm. Lord, I pray for those who are alone in different places. I pray for those who are confined to an area where they can't be. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your grace and your favor will be upon them. Mm. And Father, as we continue to be in this lockdown, Lord, help us lord indeed to do things that will help us to take our mind of it so we can truly focus on you and you alone in this season lord i continue to help us to build a community within a community lord mm-hmm. as we continue yeah. to prepare your church father your church for the next phase in jesus name amen 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 amen, amen. amen. Uh, thank you so much we've got a couple of messages that's been going through here you know um I think f sent you a message uh, saying to you that you hope that you did your own mask, you know, when you were listening to the thing online. So um, get your mask ready uh, in that sense. But guys, uh, thank you so much again for being with us. And we shall meet again next week, same time. And I would say same hour. So guys, see you later. Take care. Bye. Bless
1: you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.